Welcome back to Controversy Corner, my loyal listeners. Thanks for tuning in again. Uh, So today I have some good news and some bad news for you. Uh, The good news, as you can probably already hear, is that the audio quality for this particular episode has uh, gone through the roof, as opposed to our last couple episodes here. Um, Unfortunately, the reason for that is because I am recording this episode by myself. Uh, Just me. No one else here. All by my lonesome, unfortunately. Now, since the typical format here is that we have a conversation going uh, for you to listen to, uh, it's going to be a little tricky to kind of maintain that aspect of the show. So today I'm just going to go ahead and tell you some of my uh, my own controversial opinions that aren't really great for group discussion or uh, that I feel like leaving uncontested at the moment. And uh, if I sound tired or my voice is cringy, as the kids would say, I apologize in advance for that. It's been a long day. I'm kind of tired. We weren't going to have an episode this week originally because uh, the whole cast was basically busy on the day when we were supposed to record, so we didn't get together. I decided to throw this together at the last minute just so that you guys would have some content to look forward to on Monday mornings, because we all know that those uh, tend to suck. So, you know, just figured I'd throw this together and see what happened. Uh, but we're going to start today by uh, by going over what I would do, three changes that I would make if I were to be put in charge of a church. Uh, these are some pretty sweeping changes, pretty controversial, so hopefully you'll enjoy that. Uh, I have more than three changes that I could make, but I'm going to start with these three. We'll see uh, We'll see how this works. Maybe I'll turn this into a segment of its own in the future here. Uh, number one, if I was put in charge of a parish, first thing I would do, after the service, I'd walk up to the front. I'd probably already be in the front because I'm in charge. Get to the podium. Make this announcement. Ladies and gentlemen, my brothers and sisters, today marks the beginning of an open season on pedestrians. You are no longer protected in the parking lot. I've had enough of your arrogance. I've had enough of your smarminess. Moving forward, if you are in the parking lot as a pedestrian, you are no longer under the protection of the law. Of any law. The state law. The law of God. Doesn't apply to you. If you get hit by a car, uh, I missed the part where that's my problem, as Bully McGuire would say. You should have thought of that earlier. I'm sorry. Not sorry. If you can't outrun a car going zero miles per hour, then you're probably not going to survive that much longer anyway. And obviously, the same rules uh, that I applied in my last episode would be applied to this as well. You can hit the pedestrians if you're going zero miles per hour, essentially. You can't have your foot on the gas pedal. Uh, You have to put your car in drive, be going as slow as you possibly can and just sort of creep up into the pedestrian. If you hit them, that's on them. 
that's the first change I'd make. I'm I'm sick of these parking lot disasters that happen every week. I just want to be able to drive when I'm in my car, and I'm tired of the frustration that faces me every single week when I get out of church and there's a parking lot full of pedestrians, none of whom are paying proper heed to their own safety because they think that they can just do whatever they want. The second uh, rule change is also pretty pretty massive, though a lot more specific and, and narrow in scope. Um, I am going to deny communion to anyone who wears a sweater or a sweatshirt that covers whatever they're wearing on their legs. If you're wearing shorts, and, and please don't wear shorts to church, but if you're wearing shorts and you're wearing an oversized hoodie and I can't see, you know, your shorts or your pants, if, if there's no way for me to verify that you're wearing anything under there, when you come up to the communion line and you kneel down on the kneeler in front of me, I'm not going to give you communion. I'm not going to give you a blessing. I'm going to raise my hand and I'm going to say two words. Be gone, thought. And then you're going to leave. Simple as that. I'm not dealing with you today. Not in the mood. Neither is anyone else here. This is a holy place. Be gone. So that's that's change number two. I think that's pretty, uh, pretty good, right? Probably more popular than the... Uh, open season on pedestrians, but uh, hopefully we'll get both of those in there, and Parrish doesn't have much of a say, I'm in charge now. The third rule change, and this one is the one that really, really gets me, this one's really important. Anyone who drops a kneeler really loudly, and it just echoes and reverberates throughout the church, I will have the usher escort them to the front of the church escort them to the pulpit where they will apologize to the congregation for their incompetence and then go back and try again. They can set the kneeler down quietly. It's not difficult. Not in the slightest. You make a, a huge deal of it for whatever reason. You have to drop it. I don't know why. You make a huge distraction for the entire church. Just this loud booming noise always irks me. It's not difficult to just put it down quietly. You can do it with one foot and no hands. It's that easy. I don't know if you're like tipping it just into the range where it's going to fall onto the ground and then letting go and letting it drop. I don't know why, who's doing that, but it needs to stop. It's so annoying. It's not difficult to just put it down quietly. Some churches have a carpeted floor and pr Basically, every kneeler I've ever seen has these little rubber stamps on the bottom to stop it from crashing to the ground. So uh, there are, in some cases, multiple fail-safes in place here, and you are still finding a way to drop it down as loudly as possible. It needs to stop. So from now on, I'm having the ushers watch you like hawks. If you drop that kneeler and make a loud noise, you're getting escorted to the front, you're going to apologize to the parish, 
you're going to go and try again. And we're going to do this as many times as we need until you can do it quietly. There's going to be an age cap because I understand that children are hard to maintain at all times and they tend to be some of the main suspects as far as dropping these really loudly goes. So here's the rule. If you are seven and older, you've attained the age of reason, you are expected to put the kneeler down quietly. If you can receive communion, you can damn well put the kneeler down with a modicum of restraint and understanding of what's going on around you. It's not difficult. It's not a big ask. It's a simple thing. It'll make the church-going experience so, so much better. So those are my three changes uh, for today that I'm going to roll out as soon as I'm put in charge of somewhere, which <sighs> there's not a good chance of that happening, especially if anyone finds this video. But but if I am ever put in charge, that those are the first things I'm instituting. It needs to happen. Now on to uh, another topic here. Uh, my friends don't really play a lot of this, so it's not really relevant when I talk to them, but, but maybe some of you listeners do. Um, I'll give you my thoughts on Skyrim. And they're not popular. I know I'm in the minority here, but I didn't really enjoy the game. I don't really like it. I can tell that the developers put a lot of work and effort and love into it. Uh, just from little simple things like how complicated the magic system is, or... Um, the level up system or just the massive expansive world um, and all the like the needless hundreds of books like laying around the world that are basically full books like I, besides making a video game the the creators of this game also decided to write like 37 different books and just pop that into the game as well and that's crazy to me but all that said as much as I respect the game for all its accolades and achievements and all the love that it's gotten and all the love that it had poured into its creation, I I don't really enjoy playing it. And there are a couple reasons for that. Uh, first and foremost, probably just being that I play the game wrong. Meaning I don't kill or fight unless I am attacked. I don't steal or break any other laws, really. And that's kind of a big thing, probably, right? That's that's probably the main reason why I don't enjoy this game. And I don't do that because it just feels wrong to me. I'm used to playing Nintendo games where you're the good guy, and so it feels so wrong to me to be the bad guy in a game. And part of it, I think, is because video games are a way to sort of live out your fantasies. Um, but my fantasy is not to be a bad guy because I am the villain in real life. And so since I'm the villain in real life, my fantasy is to be the good guy in this in this other world. So I'm doing all these good things. I don't I don't want to be the bad guy in real life and in, in my imagination. Because I'd like to be a good guy every now and then. Not in real life, obviously, unfortunately. Just how the how the world ended up turning out for me. I thought I was the good guy for the longest time. But uh as it turns out, no. I I am an agent of chaos. There are some uh 
pretty clear and evident signs of this. I am a known contrarian uh, for my total lack of presence on social media, I display an alarming ability to be a troll. Um, Y'all know how I feel about pedestrians. I, I, I have evil thoughts sometimes, just straight out of nowhere, just the evilest thoughts. And I think they're really funny, so I'm probably a sociopath too, for what it's worth. So, there's that, you know. But, uh, yeah, so that might be, first and foremost, why I don't enjoy Skyrim. I just, I, I'm playing it wrong. But also, I don't love the graphics. And I think the problem here, the second big issue, is that I played Skyrim after I beat Breath of the Wild already. And just the way Breath of the Wild is set up, it has it the graphics I wouldn't call them beautiful or impressive by any means. They're not impressive graphics. The Switch has very limited hardware, the Wii U very limited hardware. It's not blowing your mind with the graphics. But the world that you explore is really pretty and inviting and warm and vibrant in Breath of the Wild. In Skyrim it is not. It is gritty and it has a sort of hyper-realism to it, and that's not a problem per se, but it definitely makes open-world exploration a lot less inviting, and it feels less rewarding. Um, the other thing, and I think this is even more of a problem, is the movement and mobility. Um, Breath of the Wild gives you so many ways to move and, and control your character, and it feels very flexible. I just don't see that present in Skyrim, and I could be wrong. Maybe there's something I haven't seen or something I don't understand about the game, but as far as I can tell, you can sort of jump, kind of. You can crouch, and you can sprint, and that's about it. You don't really have a lot of freedom in movement, and I think for an open-world game especially, it really kills the drive to explore the world because you explore by moving around and when the movement is so stale and rigid it is really difficult to want to go off the path that you're supposed to be treading or to like feel like you have the freedom to investigate everything that piques your interest if it's gonna take me an hour to get back to where I'm supposed to be going, and it's going to feel really static the entire time, then I don't really want to leave the path that I'm following, because it's not fun to get back to it, and it's not fun to leave it in the first place. And I think that's largely due to the movement, or the mobility, or the lack thereof. I realize I'm, I fully realize I'm in the minority here. Um, Skyrim is among the most popular video games of all time. And I can understand why. I really do see it. I, I understand the love that was poured into the game, but I just don't feel it for myself. I, I, I don't enjoy playing it, really. Um, I've had a couple of nice experiences with it, but I just... I have a really hard time getting into it. 
And so um, I can say here with some fair bit of confidence, I just, I don't really like it. I wish that I did. If I would played it earlier, I probably would have loved it. But uh, unfortunately, that's just not how it ended up being for me. So like I said, I understand I'm in the minority here. Uh, but if any of you agree with me, please let me know. I am I am alone. I have voiced this opinion to very few people because it's so unpopular. But if if you feel the same way I do, I'd love to hear about it. Or if you can tell me something about Skyrim that I don't understand to uh, sort of help me figure this out so I can enjoy it more, that'd be great too. Coming up around 17 minutes here. How much longer do I want to take this? Uh, hmm. Alright, let's see if I can get it to the 20 minute mark. I think I can kill three more minutes. Let's see, what other opinions do I have? Normally what ends up happening for the ending of these videos is one of us will say something incredibly controversial, or funny, or like cringy as the kids would say, or sus maybe, um, and then we just cut the video off immediately. It's kind of hard to come up with one of those on the spot though, especially when it's just myself talking. There's not really a conversation going. Well, I guess I'm just going to end uh, by doing the cringiest thing imaginable. Uh, begging you to smash that like button, as the kids would say. So, I know my voice probably sounds a little cringy. I'm probably grating in your eardrums right about now. So I'm just going to wrap it up here. Um, yeah. Thanks for listening, and uh, hopefully we'll be back with a, with a good one next week. All right? Yeah? All right. Peace out, as the kids would say. <laughs>